Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. What's good, everybody? It is March 5th, 2023. This is your daily sports betting brand of record. We like to call it the early edge. We are powered, as always, by the almighty sports line. The best value in all of sports betting. And it's not close. You know what day it is. It's Sunday. That means it's Sunday brunch. That means we're eating up all the books today. But we are on the precipice of championship week. Then after that is March Madness. And we want to know just how good you think you are. You want to participate? You want to play against the very best? Well, that's what we want you to do, too. Here it is, March Madness. There is the QR code right there. Download it, or you can go to tinyurl.com slash earlyedgebracket to lock in. It's all about tournament glory, legacy. And how about the cappers yesterday on the show? A solid day here at the brand. My man, Prop Stars, a solid 2-0 day. And then Jamie, as he always seems to do, got to come up with that nickname. But man, it's just check mark after check mark after check mark. Now, for most other brands, they're sleeping right now or they're watching us because I bring in the absolute best. Sundays are not days off. No, we get bigger. Oh, look at the stars of the show. We're going five wide. It's like an embarrassment of riches. First and foremost, live from Nashville, Tennessee, the penthouse level. He named this show. M Squared, good morning, sir. Good morning, coach. Good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday brunch. Beautiful golf tournament today. We've got some college basketball, NBA. Formula One is live now. Just a beautiful, beautiful weekend. Let's do it. By the way, have you watched the the new season of Drive, uh, Drive to Survive? On I have yet? not finished the new season of Drive to Survive yet. I uh, was in the middle of the golf one. Uh, yeah, lots to catch up on. College basketball is a busy, busy time, so I haven't. Uh, I, you know, I, ha- I had to binge you and some of the other shows first, but I'll, I'll get to uh, I'll get to Drive to Survive. It's right. different with that because I already know how the season ends. So I know it's, I, I was it's not as pressing for me to go watch it. Yeah, there's not there's not that rush. I, I felt the same way. All right, Mikey, thank you very much. Stand by. Now, speaking of the API, this man has been all over it this week, and we may have found ourselves a permanent co-host or fill-in host, counselor of cash. If, if I, I was looking at my Twitter yesterday, I was like, do I even need to come back to work? Do I need to even come back and do these shows? Congratulations for all the positive feedback. Big shoes to fill. I filled them like halfway, maybe maybe up to like 60, 65%, which honestly is, is a pat on the back for me. It was I, I thoroughly enjoy doing that, but coach, I more thoroughly enjoy you being here with us and hosting. So yeah, as far as the API is concerned, this is a really big day. We have uh, two of the four outrights that I gave out on the early wedge, which of course is Tuesday at three o'clock. Well, two of those four are at the top of the board. Of course, that's Terrell Hatton and Victor Hovland. On top of that, 
We're about to close three for three on the three head-to-head matchups that I gave on the early wedge as well. We've got two that have already cashed, one in a very big lead. So it's a it's a pretty big day. I cannot wait to watch this tournament today. Oh, so you said you have two of your outrights that are there, correct? That's correct. I have, I have Scheffler, Hovland, and Fitzpatrick were my three. Nice. Uh, my top 20s, Day, Hovland, Scheffler, top 10. Your boy's looking pretty good right now, too. <laughs> I encourage people to watch that show. And Mikey's always in the chat. We have you covered top to bottom. Yep. What are you waiting for? Early wedge. <laughs> Let's go. Now, speaking of the early wedge, this man literally texts me every single day. When do I get back on? When do I get back on? EC, good morning, sir. Good morning, coach. It's been a rough weekend for me as far as uh, my picks. Uh, I lost three games by the hook, but I went 15-4 and four on early edge last week, so hoping to keep it going for championship week. You know what happened to me last night, EC? Mm. I played the over. I had such a good day. I played the over in San Francisco, Santa Clara. They had 59 points at halftime. Double overtime, 92. No way. Let's go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I woke up this morning. Yes. I am bitter because C is Miami team. I, on the site, I put over 154 and a half. There was 154 with 11 seconds left. They missed the front end of a one and one, and Pitt took darn near a half quarter, and I lost by the hook. Brutal. Come on here. What are you doing? I may or may not have had Princeton down 19 in the second half. Catch that in overtime, too. You're welcome. (laughs) All right, now, last night as I'm watching, I know, see, I'm a savage this morning. It's so good. <laughs> now, last night, I was watching um, the return of the greatest MMA fighter of all time, John Bones Jones. And I got a text, and all it said was, too easy. And I said, you're right, as we cashed big time on John Jones, live from parts unknown. Ladies and gentlemen, prop stars, Alex, good morning, sir. Good morning, Coach Mikey, Cousin Sia, EC. Great to be with you guys. I've got Goose over my right shoulder. We're both fired up. We've been in the lab all night long. We've got a beautiful 10-game slate in the NBA. I have not one, not two, but three props that I'm giving out on this very stream. All three of those picks, I might add, Coach, have already gone on the site. So if you are a Sportsline subscriber and you have your notifications turned on, you will have already had access to these picks. And one of them, you've already gotten not one, but two PRA uh value closing line value on a play. So it pays to be a member, as Coach likes to say. Yes, and I'm so glad you brought that up because the bosses called me the other day. He says, Coach, we want to give people more value. I said, hey, we're here for it. What do you have in mind? And just what Alex just said, every single pick moving forward that you get here, if you're a Sportsline member, you're going to get it the night before. You're going to get it way earlier. Every single pick, every prop will be up there on Sportsline, except for EC's. His won't be there. All right, here I'm kidding. His will be there. All right, here we go. Storylines that could affect the betting lines today. We only have one, but don't forget, we have our brand new segment, Marquee Matchups, where we take apart all the big games of the day. But, Alex, I'm coming back to you because right now people might be sleeping on Milwaukee Bucks. How is that possible? I don't know. Start us off. 
Yeah, Coach, despite last night falling behind by as many as 18 points in the third quarter, the Philadelphia 76ers rallied and beat the Bucks 133-30, uh, snapping Milwaukee's 16-game winning streak. James Harden had a huge game, 38 points, 10 assists, 9 rebounds, and Bede had 31 points, also dished out 10 assists. They're the first pair of teammates with 30 points and 10 assists in the same game since 1979. The Sixers outscored the Bucks 48 to 31 in the fourth quarter, the most points the team had posted during the final period, going back to 1972. Also, very encouraging if you're a Sixers fan to see them outscore Milwaukee and perform well in the clutch. If you've been watching the Sixers, they have really struggled late in games, and they've been routinely getting outscored in the final few minutes of the fourth quarter. The Sixers that currently are sitting in third place in the Eastern Conference. Four games back of the Milwaukee Bucks, who possess the best record in the NBA at 45-18. Going to be a really interesting finish to the regular season as these teams jockey for playoff position. And we understand, Alex, don't we, how important that number one seed is. We saw it last year. It's so important. you got to win every single game. Can't give those games away. You can't give those games away. Great storyline by you. All right, it's that time of the show that we like to break down. Not necessarily give you picks. But knowledge is power. Educate and entertain. We say it all the time. So it's time for our marquee matchups of the day. But before we get to our marquee matchups, we got to pay those pesky little bills. Here's a word from one of our incredible partners. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen we're going to start in college basketball that's right the number one team in the country the houston cougars taking on memphis on the road in memphis now memphis in the nba has been a big time story not so much in college basketball so mikey we're going to start with you houston if they want to be the top seed if they want to be the number one team going in you can't lose a game like today talk to me yeah, you know, you can't lose a game like today. It's going to be a difficult matchup to forecast, really. Not only, you know, we, we talk about these college basketball games all the time. It's one thing when you're playing the weeknight games. It's a totally different thing when you're playing early start weekend games. We're a Sunday morning game here, 11 a.m. tip. It's absolutely very different than a normal weekday game. But as far as the game here, massive contrast in styles, too. These teams really couldn't be any different. Uh, Houston wants to play very, very slow. They want to play a controlled physical game where they grind you down. Memphis, on the other hand, wants to get up and run. They definitely want to try and score in transition. They want to push the pace. In this matchup, historically, the under is something that's going to win out. The Houston defense typically is better than the offensive efficiency there. Uh, so something to note there. And then the line movement in this game, uh, looking at the spread. Uh, I'm trying to find the exact spread where it's at now. This thing is down to five. When these teams played uh, back in mid-February, the spread in this game was 14 and a half. Um, so something to note on, on that. I, you know, some of it is how important is the win. Obviously, you have home versus road. But I would say that that gap is not representative of the gap of home court advantage from one building to another in college basketball. Uh, so something to pay attention to there. Five to 14 and a half is uh, a pretty, pretty big swing. 
That's a great point. And Sia, when you're talking about home court advantage, Houston really doesn't care because of the style of play, as Mikey said. How are you leaning into this game? Yeah, my, my gut initially was to take Memphis in this one because they're at home and it is such an interesting spot. Uh, as Mikey says, 11, his time, 12 Eastern Standard Time. I Listen, I go by Eastern Standard Time only, Mikey. I don't I don't appreciate the 11 local time. The it's 11 a.m. local time at the game, though. <laughs> oh, that's totally fair. Darn it. See, Mikey's always got to want me. That's true. The point is, I think Houston ends up pulling away here. So, I mean, I, I'm not actually betting this game. Normally, I would take the the home dog here in this type of matchup in this type of spot. I think Houston's too much for them. I, I think we're leaning towards more towards what the spread was back when these two teams, you know, played before as opposed to what it is now. So I, I think I'm going to be on Houston minus the five. Yeah, and if you want to take the points out, EC, you know I'm all about the money line parlays. You could throw Houston into one of those if you so chose. Um, are you looking at a money line parlay today, perhaps? Wait, I thought I was banned from Moneyline Parlay's question. No, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna avoid this game, even though you hit yours the other day. I'm gonna avoid this game and I'll tell you why. This is a desperate Memphis team, as Mikey uh alluded to. They're 37 in net rankings, they're two and three in quad one games. This is a game they have to have. Now, ESPN has them as a nine seed. Jerry Palm of CBS has them right now as a 10 seed. Let's say they were to lose today in embarrassing fashion and lose in the first round of the American tournament. Are they on the bubble? That's why. I'm staying away. This game really doesn't have much effect on Houston. They're getting a one seed either way, and they're probably the tournament favorite regardless. And that's a great point. That's a really, really great point. All right, great nuggets. Yeah, Mike, you have some. I was just, just going to say, yeah, if you watch college basketball yesterday, there were a number of teams that are firmly locked into the tournament and most likely firmly locked into where their seeding is uh, that drastically, drastically underperformed in their final game when the conference uh, stuff really didn't matter. So something to point out here for this one. That word he just said, matter. Make sure who you're betting on today, the game matters. Because coaches will sit players or rest them or whatever to keep them healthy for their tournament or whatever. But that is an important, important take. All right, next game of our marquee matches. We're going to the association. And the other night, one of the most embarrassing losses all year in the NBA. At the same time, the Knicks were coming up with one of the best wins of the year as Julius Randle went for 40 through and hit the game winner against the Hawks. So, Alex, we're going to start with you. The total is five and a half, uh, or excuse me, 228. The spread is five and a half. How are you leaning into this game today? Yeah, I can't wait to watch this matchup, Coach. Uh, as you mentioned, when they played just a few nights ago, the Knicks just really put it on the Celtics from start to finish. The Knicks, they're red hot right now. I believe they are 8-0 or 9-0 over the last nine games. Since they acquired Josh Hart at the trade deadline, they have not lost a game. Playing a Celtics team that has also been very good as late, they will be without Time Lord Robert Williams, who had an ankle injury just a few nights ago, but this should be a potential preview of the second round in the Eastern Conference uh, playoffs uh, standing, so very interesting matchup. I, with the Knicks, you have to think, it's kind of been their MO for the last few years. They, they can have good regular seasons, but once they get to the playoffs, uh, are they going to be able to perform? I really think that acquisition of Jalen Brunson is going to be huge for them i think they could potentially win a series two might be a long shot but they are playing great basketball right now coach and uh just really hard to doubt this knicks team they just look locked in and you're gonna give me five and a half see how do you not play the knicks today when the celtics have been playing subpar and you're up on the nets by how many and you lose that was 
embarrassing. So if I'm getting five and a half today, I have to play the Knicks, correct? I don't think so, actually. So this one, I don't have a play on this one, I'll be honest. But if I was going to make a play, listen, I think the Knicks are largely pretenders. I will say this, though. The addition of Brunson before the season, the addition of Josh Hart recently, that makes the makeup of this team a lot different. But one thing I noticed about the Celtics is they really get up for games like this, namely guys like Jason Tatum and company. I think this is one of those games where the Celtics kind of have it circled, and I really see them rebounding from the from the last time they played this New York Knicks team. So for me, I think the Celtics end up running away from this. I think they treat it almost like a playoff game. And I think the Knicks are just a level below the Celtics. I agree with you. This is way too many points. Five and a half. It's five in some places. It seems like a lot. And I think with the win streak, I think most of the public, maybe even some sharp money is going to be on the Knicks. For me, though, I think the Celtics treat this one a little differently. And I think they go off. So I think they. my lean is to a Celtics cover. And the good news, uh, Mikey, for fans at home is this game doesn't start until 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. So you can wait throughout the day to see how your day's going and then maybe make a play here. But in the chat, Mikey, uh, Glenn says, Williams out. I love Tatum rebounds and assists. He's been off the last couple of games. Does he break out again today? Yeah, it's going to be an interesting matchup here for sure. Uh, as far as Tatum, yeah, I think that Tatum needs to be involved in, in at least the assist portion of this game. Uh, he, he's got to distribute the basketball. He obviously is going to command all the attention uh, and, and for good reason. So he's got to be able to do that efficiently. I, I think the big story in the game, though, is definitely Robert Williams being out and Malcolm Brogdon, Malcolm Brogdon questionable. Uh, unsure if he's going to go or not. It would be a big benefit to Boston if he were able to play here. Uh, just the rotations get a little thinner. Um, you know, when you don't have Robert Williams out there and potentially Brogdon, you, you're starting to play guys in certain spots that you maybe don't want to for longer stretches of the game, uh, which forces you to extend Tatum's minutes, things like that. So if they value the win, it is an interesting time to start to look over on the star players because typically what happens is, is they just simply extend minutes uh, rather than, than playing some of those vulnerable rotations. So this one's interesting. I actually thought I was going to be able to bet the under, honestly. Um, but after looking at the simulation data and everything, it's mostly right in line. I have the number at 227 and a half personally. Um, I, I really this is a matchup historically where we would think the total will be closer to 218, 219. But yeah. the way the Knicks are scoring, they've shot up in terms of offensive efficiency. The rating, they are not far behind this Boston Celtics team in terms of offensive rating right now. They've been really good with Josh Hart. Julius Randle is always a unique challenge here. Um, yeah, it's going to be a fun, fun competitive game, but not one that I personally want to make a play on until I know the status of Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, and, and really, I'd like to watch. Uh, I think it's a much better live bet candidate than it is a pregame play. And we tell you all the time, if you want to get into live betting, Mikey, see, all these guys are great at it. See you. Yes, go. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I definitely would not take the Celtics minus five, even though that that's my lean. I, I agree. I was just about to say about the live bet part. You know, the Celtics are no stranger to maybe starting off slow and really turning it on in the second half or the fourth quarter. So I think you, what you want to do here is maybe wait for the Knicks to maybe grab a lead early. Maybe you get this at Moneyline or, or you know, Celtics minus one, one and a half. Also, the early edge is the only show that you can get a Chick-fil-A nugget on a Sunday. Look who's in the chat. A.B. Off his deathbed. Great to have him back. How about a little hashtag? No, we already did the get well, A.B. That doesn't make sense when he's back, but it's great to have him back. He was sick for a little bit, and he's in the chat. If you have any questions for A.B., put him in there. He will answer them in real time. He says the Celtics have won their last four games following a loss. Something to think about. 
something to think about. All right, our final marquee matchup of the day. It's more of a kind of little preview because today on the PGA Tour, it's another elevated event. It's another event where Scotty Scheffler is right there at the top. So, Sia, let's start with you. When you look at the leader, people say, who, who, who's that, Kirk Kitayama? Well, he's been great overseas and just now has morphed his way into being a pretty good PGA Tour player. But he's got some horses that are on his butt. Talk to me. Yeah, I don't think Kurt Kitayama can really close this thing out. I mean, I look at guys like Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy. Obviously, we have, you know, my two outrights, which are Victor Hovland, Terrell Hatton up there, too. A lot of these guys not only are winners, but have won here before as well. So I think there might be a live bet opportunity. As I look at the odds right now, am I taking Scotty at plus 200? No. Victor at plus 360? No. But I think, you know, we could see a situation where some of these guys end up falling. Some of these even superstars end up falling. And maybe we get down to two guys or three guys and we do have a live bet opportunity. But this is the signature of these elevated designated events. We have guys like Kurt Kitayama that can creep up there. But really what we're talking about is the big names. Scotty Scheffler, Victor Hovland, Rory McIlroy, maybe Max Homa makes a charge. Terrell Hatton, who's been very, very hot. Uh, this, is, this is what it's all about. The superstars shining on Sunday. I will tell you what I did this morning because this is a perfect opportunity. Or as we like to say, proper opportunity. Now, I played two different outright winners this morning, see it, And I want you to hear me on this, Mikey. Pearson Cootie, plus 12,000 to win. He's only four shots back. He's a rookie. He's we've, We profiled him on the early wedge. I also played Justin Thomas, plus 2,500. He's also four shots back. And I like to lean into Mikey Player's that aren't scared to go low players that the moment's not too big for them on this course. If you get a little bit off, it can be a long, long day. What are you looking at today? Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Justin Thomas. Uh, I think he's one of the few that actually has a little value in terms of where the market has him priced and based off the simulation data. Uh, so you mentioned uh, Justin Thomas plus 2,500. That's going to give you an implied winning percentage of 3.85%. Uh, in simulations, I have him winning 5% of the time still. So actually decent value, not something you typically see at this point in a tournament. Uh, other guys that are close on the value spectrum, Scotty Scheffler at the top, Plus 200 to plus 220, that's, you know, it, it's, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of value left on that, but that's right around the range where I have them. Plus 200 implies 33% chance of winning the tournament. I've got them at 32, certainly not an awful play, in my opinion. I think it's one that you could definitely get to. And then just looking at the gap between Rory McElroy and Justin Thomas in terms of the betting odds, they're one stroke off in terms of the actual leaderboard. Rory is plus 650. Justin Thomas is plus 2,500. Uh, those two things do not equate. You're definitely playing attacks if you want to try to back Rory McIlroy at this spot. So for me, it'd be Scheffler, Thomas. Um, and then the only other interesting nugget here would be Kurt Kitayama. His caddy is the caddy that Bryson DeChambeau used to win this event. How about that? Bryson continues to lose. Good job, Bryson. Good job. Now, EC, to back up what M Square just said, Justin Thomas, last year, I was there on site, PGA Championship. Nobody was talking about him. You get into Sunday, and all of a sudden, everybody falls off, and the stars stay at the top. This is an elevated event. So far, and through the first three, it's been two John Rahm victories, one Scotty Scheffler. Will today be another heavy hitter? Absolutely, Coach. I do believe it was going to be a heavy hitter, but here's what I'm looking at. In 2019, listen to the round progression of the leader. 
minus seven in the first round, minus nine in the second, minus nine in the third. And what, what was the winner's score? Minus 12. So basically, Scotty Scheffler would need a 68. Justin Thomas would need a 65. Sorry, but I don't see it. I think we're going to see somebody in the top four if this trend holds. Hold on. I don't think it's going to be Kitayama. I agree with C on that. I think Hovlin, I just don't trust him to finish. Scotty Scheffler has already shot 68 twice. All he needs to do is do that again, and I think he wins. And who's the defending champion of this event? One Scotty Scheffler. One Scotty Scheffler. It's funny how all that comes together. $3.6 million to the winner today. Follow my guys. You never know. A live betting opportunity is there. All right. Great job, gentlemen. Breaking down the three marquee matchups of the day. But now we got to get to our board. And I have a feeling we're going to have a really, really good day. Let me look at my notes. I want to start with the man who named this show the Sunday Brunch. Because nobody does more sports at a high level than my man M Squared. Let's go a little racing today. Mikey, start us off. All right, let's do a little NASCAR head-to-head here. We're going Tyler Reddick plus 110 over Alex Bowman. This is an interesting spot to play on just human psychology and narratives out here. So Tyler Reddick did not get to qualify in this race, had to change the engine starting at the back of the field. Alex Bowman won the event last year, didn't lead many laps, hasn't been great on intermediate tracks. Tyler Reddick has been great on intermediate tracks. He's on a new team this year. You might think that that would discount him just a little bit. However, the team that he is racing for this year was also incredibly successful on intermediate tracks like this. I think this is a great shot to back Reddick when you've got that uncertainty starting in the back of the pack here without watching him qualify in this particular event. I think he gets there on talent alone. I love him in this kind of a setup. He's had some success here in Las Vegas in the truck series and the Xfinity series as well. It all is correlated to how well he races on intermediate racetracks here. So we're going to take Tyler Reddick at plus money, plus 110 versus Alex Bowman. This is available over at Caesar Sportsbook. Now, much like golf matchups, we get a ton of questions. What about this driver versus this driver, right? You can go to sportsline.com. I have my simulated leaderboard up there. The math on it won't always be perfect for you when you're trying to price your head-to-head matchups. However, if you look at the simulation leaderboard and you see two drivers, if one driver is ahead of the other driver in the simulated leaderboard and the pricing on your matchup is minus 110, you can almost always guarantee that it's at least not a negative EV play. It may not always be a great plus EV play, depending on the pricing on your book and the gap on the leaderboard, but it certainly won't be a negative EV play. So you can use those tools to go build your own matchups because I know it's frustrating for everyone. Every book offers different matchups here, but this is the one I like today. Tyler Reddick plus 110 over Alex Bowman. I have never meant this more than I mean this right now. Ladies and gentlemen, there are levels to this game. And right there, the last two minutes, that is elite level handicapping. Just say thank you and have a good day. All right. Now, Mikey, start us off. NASCAR, check. But I've got an NBA box here that I need to check. Uh, can anybody help me with, oh, Alex, could you help me with a little NBA props, please? We've got some NBA props, an itch to scratch, three of them, Coach. One that I put out, on, or all three of them have appeared on the site already, starting with Kevin Durant, over 32 and a half 
points, rebounds, and assists. I've been very encouraged by KD since returning or making his debut for Phoenix. His first game back played 28 minutes. A couple nights ago against the Bulls played 32 minutes. I expect him to play upwards of 33 to 35 minutes in this game. As a result, we're getting a massive discount on this line considering he averages a combined 41.3 points, rebounds, and assists. Also think there's going to be some extra motivation for KD playing against his former teammate, Kyrie Irving against the Mavericks. The game should be up tempo. It has a high total as well. I think this is the last time we'll ever see his PRA number this low. It's already th- jumped up to 34 and a half over the last few hours. Wouldn't surprise me if it closes at 35 and a half. I do think there's a little bit of value at the 34 and a half number, but I would scale down with your units. Next up, we're going DeMar DeRozan over 22 and a half points. Another discounted line, largely because he has been in a scoring slump, which I believe he broke out of just a couple of nights ago against Phoenix. Had his first 30-point performance since January 28th. You have to go back to when he played on the Spurs, actually, where he had gone a month without scoring 30 points. But uh, he's looked good to me. I think this is a good matchup against the Pacers as well. Uh, They rank in the top 10 in pace, possessions per game. So it's going to be up-tempo, and they're in the bottom 10th in defensive rating, which is something I look to exploit as well. So a great matchup on paper, plus a discounted line for DeMar DeRozan, over 22.5 points. Last but not least, we're going to... Kelly Olynyk over 23 and a half combined points, rebounds, and assists. He is on the Jazz. The Jazz are going to be without two of their top three leading scorers tonight. Colin Sexton and Laurie Markkinen are both going to be inactive. They account for combined 40 points, 11 rebounds, five assists per game. That leaves a huge void of production in the middle of Utah's lineup. Uh, in four games that Olynyk has played without marketing in the lineup he is averaging close to 30 pra in those games this is also against the thunder who play very up tempo they also give up a ton of production to opposing power forwards the fifth most points to the possession to the position uh, as well as the most rebounds and the third most three pointers as olinic has the ability to stretch the floor and shoot a lot of threes so love kelly olinic over 23 and a half combined points rebounds and assists love all three of these players what a brilliant way to go about it because I think us and everybody that does this for a living has been so frustrated about the NBA and who's playing, who's not playing. So you just attack it for who's not playing and who has somebody has to score the points. Brilliant way of doing that right now when we really don't know who's going to be playing from day to day. Alex, thank you very much. Now, <clears throat> NBA, check. NASCAR, check. But I've got two more, no, three more boxes. And EC, could you check off two of them for me? It says golf and, oh, college basketball. Can you help me out? That I can, Coach. We're going to go back to the Arnold Palmer Invitational. I'm going to take Scotty Scheffler with a live bet uh, at plus 220 to win the API. Now, seven of the last nine winners were not leading after the third round. I I think we all agree that we're not picking Kurt Kitayama today. In 2022, when Scotty Scheffler won, albeit it was a lot lower scoring, more windy weather conditions, Scheffler shot a 68 in the third round, which he did yesterday. He was two back entering the final round. He's only one back this time. But get this, his strokes gained thus far in this tournament. Fourth in shot gain, in strokes gained off the tee. Sixth in approach. Third in ball striking. First in tee to green. That's a spectacular just performance that he's had thus far. I think he goes on to, to have another uh, title defense, and I think he wins this at plus 220. If you can get it on the live line, I would take it. 
Now, let's go to college basketball. I had a pretty good run with these over-unders, albeit yesterday on the site, losing that one by half a point. We're going to bounce back today. Let's start in uh, the American Conference. East Carolina and UCF over 135 and a half. In all seven UCF home games since January 1st, each has gone over 138 total points. Now, these two teams played to 125 total uh, on January 4th, and the total was 129 and a half. So I always love the angle when the game goes under the total and then the total goes way up. So that's why we're going to play the over here. And seven of ECU's last 10 have gone over this number. I think this one approaches 140, and I think there's value here. Now we're going to stick to the American, go to SMU in Cincinnati, over 145 and a half. Interesting thing here, Cincinnati scores 77 points a game on average. SMU gives up an average of 75 points a game. The great part about this one that I really like, SMU is 11-3 and to the over on the road. Now, these teams also played a really low-scoring game in January, 54-52. I think we see a game that's closer to 150 now uh, in this one. In 11 of SMU's last 17 conference games, or in their total 17 conference games, at least one team has scored 80 points. 11 of 17. I think that's going to be Cincinnati today. And in five of the last six Cincinnati games, the total has been over 146. I think this one gets 150, maybe uh, maybe slightly above that. So I think there's value. And then finally, let's go to the A-Sun Conference Final. <laughs> Liberty and Kennesaw. I mean, you had to know I was going to throw something in there like this. <laughs> Liberty and Kennesaw State over 136 and a half. I'll be honest. This line is really confusing to me. Kennesaw at home, where they're playing, is uh, voice crack there. Uh, Kennesaw, 9-2-1 and one to the over at home. These teams played an 88-81 game in February. Both teams are averaging 75 and a half points a game. Kennesaw has scored 72 or more in 17 of their last 20. And Liberty has scored 70 plus in 11 of their last 13. I think both these teams get to 70 and this one flies over. All right, let me ask you this, EC. I'm going yep. on CBS Sports HQ at 11.15 a.m. Eastern time. I've sent all yep. my picks in already. I've got picks for college, NBA, I've got it all. If... If I were to pick one of your three college basketball plays, because I have one spot left for my my appearance at eleven fifteen, which of these three should I add to my particular board? I'll tell you that Ace Sun Conference Final. I, I Kennesaw wants to push the pace. Liberty okay. is a good defensive team, but I still think this one. Both teams average seventy five and a half a game. I think this one goes higher scoring, and I don't usually like to follow up an over with another over, but this one, these two teams, just with their pace especially with free throws, a, a likely uh, you know scenario at the end of the game, that's the one I would take. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to throw it out there on CBS Sports HQ today. But if it does not hit tomorrow morning, I'm going to give out before I get on a bird, before I fly to the Players' Championship, 100 bucks, cold, hard cash, because it loses. If it wins, we all just win what we bet on it. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Now, I've got one box left. In week one, this particular team did everything right in the final 90 seconds and won in dramatic fashion. And Sia, you have been cashing tickets through the first couple of weeks, but this team seems like over and over and over. Are we going back to the well again? We're going back to the well with the St. Louis Battlehawks. Listen, you mentioned that week one win, which ended up being a push for us, I believe. They didn't deserve that win. Just flat out, they didn't. But they did play well in the last 90 seconds. I think we're going to have a, a longer sort of lifespan with the St. Louis Battlehawks this week, and here's why. I like them plus three. They're playing at the D.C. Defenders. One thing to note about the Defenders, 
that actually scares me. They're home crowd. This is a legit home crowd. Oh, and by the way, I did put a live bet out there on the Seattle Sea Dragons, which a lot of people picked up on. If you actually bet that and watch that game, that was extremely exciting. That was an excellent, excellent game. Josh Gordon catches the game-winning touchdown at the very end of the ball game. I think this is going to be an exciting game as well. So I just want to point that out. For those of you that are not dialed into the XFL, this is, again, a very good product more often than not. So what scares me about D.C.? Their home crowd. Also, their dual quarterback approach. They have Jordan Tiamu, who's been very average, and De'Eric King, who doesn't throw the ball a lot. But we know from his days at Miami in particular, this guy can run. And last week he ran, and he was a threat. And defenses in the XFL, are they're, they're having a hard time adjusting to that type of you know read option quarterback so far. But we did see it from De'Eric King last week. So I do think St. Louis will be ready. But one of the things going against D.C., is that their offensive line is extremely banged up. They will be down three offensive linemen this week, and they'll be down some defensive guys as well. They'll be down a tight end. This is a very injury-plagued team right now. On the other side, we have the St. Louis Battlehawks. They're just getting healthier. Brian Hill is back this week. He didn't play last week. Of course, he's the running back that you might remember from the Atlanta Falcons. They have Marcel Aitman, who was questionable, but he was a full practice participant uh, later this week, or, or I should say a couple days ago. Same with Akeem Butler. So, A.J. McCarron, a quarterback that I like, has his full complement of receivers. He has his full complement of running backs. And I think this is just a really good spot to catch the defenders with injuries across their offensive line. As much as De'Eric King might scare me, if you're down three offensive linemen, I just don't see them being a huge threat. And for the record, the skill position players for D.C., they're not the same as they are with the St. Louis Battlehawks. I'm just not super intimidated by Lucky Jackson, who's kind of banged up himself, by Josh Hammond, uh, by Raquel Armstead and uh, Abram. These guys are just not super dynamic. So I don't think I don't think D.C. can run away with this one. I think this is a really good spot for St. Louis Battlehawks to get their third win. By the way, this game is at one o'clock Eastern Standard Time. You just made me laugh. Yesterday, I put out a tweet when people were saying how great of a job you did. And I said, he is paramount to our success. And I didn't I just wrote it. They're like, oh, if you would have said for the record, he is. That would have been perfect. And you just said for the record for everybody. At home. <laughs> they love when you say for the record. Uh, by the way, speaking of new cappers, I say it all the time here on the show. We will find cappers anywhere. If you think you're good enough, send it in because we have a new capper that I found by doing that. He's in the chat right now. A Max. He says, been waiting for Sia's XFL pick. Crushed it last week. Yes, Sia did. But if you want to watch A Max crush it, how about our World Baseball Classic Mega Preview? It's live in your feed right now. And he's on it the entire show. He's going to be amazing for us doing baseball all season long. So check that out. Welcome, Amax, to the Early Edge crew. And he started in the chat. Dreams can come true. Right, EC? You started in the chat. I just put you on the show because you wouldn't stop bugging me. That's what happened. <laughs> Revisionist history. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. That's all the damage that we can do grab your paper grab your pencil here is the recap courtesy of the snake on the ones and the twos mikey nascar tyler reddick plus 110 over alex bowman seeing Najad one play that is the st louis battle hawks plus three minus 105 out of the xfl then three props for my man prop stars kelly olenic over 23 and a half points rebounds and assists kevin durant over 32 and a half points rebounds and assists by the way that sun's game it's a one point spread i can't figure it out i am playing the suns maybe my biggest bet all day I can't figure that out. Suns will crush the Mavericks today. Uh, and then let's go a little DeMar DeRozan over 22 and a half points. Minus 129. That's for the Chicago Bulls. Then EC, 
We got golf. We got college basketball. Scotty Scheffler to win the Arnold Palmer Invitational plus 220 right now. Most places you have to bet it live. You might be able to still get it uh, as the leaders have not teed off yet. Then three plays from college basketball. East Carolina UCF over 135 and a half. SMU Cincinnati over 145 and a half. And then Liberty and Kennesaw State over 136 and a half. And if that doesn't hit, then tomorrow morning, one lucky viewer, $100 cold. Hard cash, no strings attached. Gentlemen, as always, thank you for working on a Sunday. But that's not the only thank you. I just got to note that this Sunday show is the biggest Sunday show we've ever done, viewer-wise, live. And you guys got up this morning. You took the time out of your busy schedules to watch us. And for that, we are forever grateful. It just continues to grow. You guys understand knowledge is power. It's all about the education. It's not just about the picks. And you guys are proving that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And with all that being said, <clears throat> on behalf of the entire crew, there's only one thing left to do. And I believe you all know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these Sunday brunch tickets straight to the pay window. For my entire crew, Lobo, M Square, Counselor, Prop Stars, EC, the snake always working in the back, and AB in the chat getting off his deathbed for you on a Sunday morning. I am simply the coach, and this is where you need to be every single day, multiple times a day. There's only one. We like to call it the early edge. Good luck. We'll